0: The Six Pointer Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast, the final game of the season, Six Pointer Podcast edition. Uh, I'm Matthew, I'm joined by my brother Luke. We are in the... uh, well, I had to describe it, the... Uh, Yard? I guess so, I was kind of the car park, <laughs> the car park with a, a barrier around it maybe, but we're in the moon and, and stars in Penge, mate, what a venue.
0: Glorious, isn't it? I mean, look, we're 23 degrees here, sitting in the sun, having a pint of Worthington's, a pint of Guinness, um, end of season tradition, as it is, you know, first game of the season, end of the season, we normally go for a beer and uh, talk about Palace pre and post, so uh, yeah, it's... Um, a lovely day for it mate a lovely day for a game of football four o'clock kickoff, off which isn't great but yeah. you know at least it gives us an hour or so to have a beer
1: I was thinking that earlier you know it's not ideal but it's better than an early kickoff, isn't it yeah, yeah. last game of seasons are sometimes um, like midday or mm. one o'clock aren't they so um, yeah happy, happy with that um, and, and look we've already had to move to the shade because my lobster skin uh, is feeling the effects looking pretty red bruv looking okay. pretty red yeah, that's the effect I'm going for Um, You've got a black t-shirt on, I don't know how you're doing it in this heat, but fair fair play to you. You're you're attracting the sun, I'm trying to repel it and avoid it. So look, um, it is the last game of the season. Uh, we're safe. There's no worries there. There's nothing really to play for, other than potentially a few places and potentially a few million, which obviously for Palace isn't an insignificant amount of money.
0: I think we can finish as high as uh, tenth today. I think. Can we still finish tenth? I really? think so. Yeah, if, if, if results go our way, and yeah, as we as we know, that's two point five million pounds per position. That's that's a Jordan IU per, 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 per league position you finish so. Um, Yeah, look, I mean, for a club like Palace, it it matters quite a lot. For a club like Newcastle, probably not so much because of the backing they've got. But, you know, that. I think a lot of Palace fans will want to finish higher than uh, Brighton, um, and the only way you do that today is, is by winning. Uh, I think our goal difference is superior, superior to, 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 to most teams actually in, in that little section. I think where we can finish. Um, so yeah, a, a win today would certainly be a, a positive result for Palace in terms of where we finish higher up in the league. Um, you know, I think there's that, yeah uh, seven point five million pounds to play for, um, and that'll be nice in terms of adding to the transfer budget uh, for the summer. Where I'm sure that we're going to do some minor surgery, um, some additions, but um, well, that that remains to be seen what that will be. But an opponent in Man United today that we know that Cristiano Ronaldo Ronaldo is is not going to be playing. Um, So I'm sure that a few uh, tourists uh, tickets will be uh, not bothered about going to the game. Um, Potentially more Palace fans will be able to go to the game now because of that. But um, yeah, look, not an insurmountable... Game for, for
1: Palace to get three points today. It's not. It's not. It's not the Man United we're used to playing, no. is it? And, it um, exists anymore. No, no. So it, it hopefully, will be a more competitive game. Um, you touched on a couple of things there. I wanted to make a mention of, Buff That you know, we are gonna obviously look back on the season. We're gonna do an end of the season review. We've not been able to do the pod recently due to various things, but. Um, We'll make sure that we do uh, a end of season one of good length to cover now, what's been a really eventful for, uh, season. And I think one of the points you touched on there, which we will go into detail on the um, end of year pod, was the transfer activity. And if you think about this time last year, I remember sitting outside uh, the Shortlands Tavern there we go. The, oh, yeah. the pubs, the pubs in the last year we've been to. Getting um, eaten by mosquitoes. Yeah, um, and, and as well as getting eaten by mosquitoes, thinking about the significant transfer activity, talking about what was needed given the age of the squad, the out player contract, out player contracts, out player contracts. they that's a new one. Um, and also thinking about the manager position, which yeah. was, you know, um, a big topic this time last year, wasn't it, with Roy um, departing? So, yeah, you know, a lot to look back back on, and also a lot to look forward to.
0: How far we've come? Because I think actually, well, if, I, if I think back to that pod that we did. In, in, in the sort of pre season or, or summer break, whatever it was, it was, I think it had just been announced that Nuno would be interested in the role and we were offering him the role. So, <laughs> bloody hell, I mean, obviously, he's he's been and gone through a, a managerial position at Tottenham in that time and we've obviously, you know, gone through a, a couple of links linked to a couple of other managers with Favre and Nuno and then obviously Patrick Vieira. So, God, it feels like a. An age ago, didn't it? We were there. Um, but realistically, it was, what, only 11, 10 months ago? So, um, yeah, a hell of a lot has happened and a hell of a lot was to cover. But let's focus on today, today's game, Matthew.
1: Well, before we do that, just right. focus on, on last week or the last week and the, the midweek game, which, uh, away at Everton. The first half, I was sitting Brilliant. home watching it in hysterics, you know, thinking this is going to be a great result for the Palace and you know, spoil, spoiling Lampard's day uh and then the second half capitulation what what went wrong
0: i don't know if it was the occasion you know that, that, that obviously it was a great atmosphere up at goodison park we can we can touch on obviously you know, the, the scenes that we saw that we weren't so great but um i don't know i mean oh, look, as it appeared in the in the second half everton wanted it more you know obviously you know a, a win would, would would have secured survival for them and, that, and that's what they got the crowd certainly behind their back, albeit there were some unsavoury incidents that, that we need to talk about as well. Um, yeah, I, I just think that we were just a little bit overawed, overpowered by them. You know, as soon as they got one goal back, we were, we were feeling the pressure, weren't we? And it was um, too many times this season we've seen us not being able to see out games. And that, and that has been a, a frustrating part in a largely positive season. Um, whether you call that you know bad game management, I mean it probably comes down to inexperience of both players and manager. To be fair, um, not being able to see the game out, but um, yeah, certainly frustrating to, to throw away a, a two-goal lead and, and lose it three-two. Um, but I, then, for I mean, me, for me, it was given how good we were
1: first. Sorry to drop you, but yeah, for sure. how we were, how good we were first half. And you know, I was um, looking at social media on the, before the game, and uh, I still follow Andrew Townsend on one of the platforms that it is, but he was uh, putting up videos of them going into the ground I think on a coach it must have been a coach yeah. because of the height of it of the picture taken or the video taken and, and like the scenes were amazing yeah, flares and,
0: smoke. And, and
1: And it started like that didn't it as well but Palace's two goals really did silence the home crowd and kind of I think for me the uh, first half couldn't have ended for Palace or shouldn't have ended you know if, if the first half had continued that had been the full 90 minutes we would have won that game probably by more than two goals um, But whatever happened at half-time and if if it was the Lampard effect or whatever it was, well, they they, they were a different team in the second half Everton, but also Palace. I felt Palace were a lot more sort of, yeah, I was going to say toothless, but they 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 didn't battle as much as they did in the first half, which was a real shame. And I felt that the way Palace did battle and the game, did, did hush the crowd, But the way we performed and Everton picked things up fair play in the second half meant that, you know, it was only going to go one way, unfortunately.
0: Chances, isn't it? I mean, look look at the first half, I think we were littered with chances and obviously got two goals. And then I I honestly can't remember having any significant chances in the second half. Yeah, I I don't, I don't recall. Uh, I'm sure there were one or two. Listeners, Please feel free to to message in as you all do. Thank you very much for all the guys who get in touch. Appreciate it. but, yeah, I honestly can't remember the, us having too many chances and all you've got to take is with a crowd like that, you know, I feel a couple of chances for Everton and it got riled up and I honestly just think we just couldn't deal with the occasion. Um, as I say, probably boils down to, to sort of inexperience and, and, you know, we look around the team and there's, there's sort of, um, you know, Mark Gay, who, I, I don't know if he would be playing today because he rolled his ankle pretty bad. Um, I saw him sort of trying to clear the ball on... Thursday night and put his whole weight on the other side of his foot so I think he'll probably have a purple foot for the next couple of days I don't know if he'll be if he'll be involved um, yeah obviously it's his first season in the Premier League I don't necessarily think he did anything wrong you know but I'm just saying using that as an example I think we've got a couple of players there who aren't used to sort of you know maybe playing in that sort of um, situation John Philippe John- Mateto who probably should have come off a lot earlier because he was blowing for about 70 minutes as he always was um, but this this not sort of discount the fact that after the second goal went in you know the pitch invasion which took place Everton goal yeah sorry the second Everton goal the pitch invasion that took place and and the scenes that we saw Christian Benteke getting grabbed around the face you know Eze being chased with a a smoke bomb and then you're expecting players to sort of switch back on and then you know do their games I mean if you were working in an office and someone came in and charged you with a smoke bomb or whatever and, and sort of shouted abuse at you, would you be able to perform for the next five minutes immediately after that? Probably not, you know, so... Yeah, right, yeah exactly, so, so there has to be questions asked around sort of what, what were the officials doing? Obviously very poorly policed, you know, in terms of stewarding at the ground, because, like you saw, the, uh, the, the pre-match, there were certainly uh, you know, people with smoke bombs and that sort of atmosphere, so they must have half expected something like that. Of course. And, and within this last couple of weeks, you know, you see the playoffs... It's almost monkey see, monkey do, isn't it? You see, see people going on the pitch, which, which needs to be stopped. And the FA, I know, have come out with a statement in the last couple of days. But it needs to be tangible or, or, or something that actually happens in terms of preventing people from doing this sort of thing. And, and the only thing I can think of is, is a point seduction for the club.
1: Yeah, look, I don't want to give it too much air time because it's something that um, needs to be eradicated from football. It's not a positive thing. Um, you know I remember when we were growing up by watching Palace pitch invasions would be really quite rare yeah. and they'd be reserved for real, real, unique occasions and maybe maybe staying up the way Everton did is a, is a bigger case, I don't know.
0: But I think... I'd say, bruv, with the money they've spent, I don't think it's anything... Simon well, Jordan got pelters for saying this in the week that uh, they shouldn't really be celebrating for spending like half half a billion in the last five years and just just scraping, scraping by staying up. It's not really anything to celebrate, is it?
1: Well, they may, they may come up against some laws and rules, might they, as well. I see Burnley and Watford are saying, don't, you know, they're making sure they don't delete data and other things yep. because there needs to be full investigation into that. But... I think the sort of the behaviour of, of fans onto the pitch isn't, isn't right. And it, it, it unfortunately, it's a health and safety matter. And, you know, you go back to, you know, terrible scenes in the 80s and what happened then uh, where people couldn't get onto the pitch. So you realise there's, there's a health and safety matter there where people do need to release from the stand. If I was pushing and shoving... But at the same time it shouldn't be that people's intention on mass is to get onto the field of play and you know there's that but there's also just the fact that the rules are you don't enter the field of play
0: yeah.
1: right I always remember that growing up going to Palace there are always the signs our side of the of the stand saying yeah. you know there's a message about fan abusive player uh, language and there's also a message about entering the, the, the field of play and there was a, a fine associated stuff obviously on number on mass that's not uh, policeable for not a better term but um, the, 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 the matter should stay that, you know, you shouldn't enter the field and play and it should be a common DC thing to do. But look, let's move on from it. Like, you know, I don't want to give it too much uh, more airtime. It was, it was sad to say. And also, obviously, our manager is in hot water, for not a better term, because of his reaction to, to someone as well. Um, neither are right. Um, and, yeah, it needs to be dealt with appropriately. On to sort of, you know, the outcome of, of the week, of the weekday game. It was a shame for Palace. And I do think, you know, I saw an article saying the the monetary implications it could be. The sort of million, millions of pounds for Palace's league plays. So I, I felt we deserved the point at least. Yeah. Um, and it was a shame. And maybe if the events hadn't unfolded the way they did, they did. And as you say, to your point about, you know, the focus and human nature... Effect on things. Maybe it wouldn't have played out the way it did, but it, it was disappointing to, because go, t- three goals and we did. I just hope that today we're able to pick things up and move onwards and upwards. And what has been a
0: fantastic season. It's a bit of a football cliche, but it, seems, it sounds like you know many Palace fans given their reaction to to that that result and and the capitulation in that game. Want to see a reaction today? Yeah. Um, and you know the, the, the best reaction would be go out and, and beat Manchester United, a, a, a flaming Man United who are going out. You know with a, a manager, interim manager who you know, I don't know if he cares or not. Uh, you know there's there's sort of players that, that you know want out as well. Um, you know there may be some players. That, are, that, that The last game they ever played for Man United is today. Um, I, I don't know how many they're bringing. Um, I assume. You know, there's more Man United fans in, in South London than there are in, in Manchester, perhaps. But um, I think that you know, so they probably won't have any problems sending the tickets. But you know, uh, they won't have far to go home. Let's just say that. Um, I, I just I, I don't know how up for it they would be. Uh, I don't know what they've got to play for. Um, so you've got to hope that Palace, you know, wanting to give that reaction. And I'm sure that will be drilled in the, into them from, from the manager as well. Uh, they need to perform today, they need to get a positive result. Not only to finish high up, up the league, but also to, to restore a bit of um, pride from, from, from throwing that result away on, on Thursday night. Um, and look, let's hope we get against Manchester United today.
1: Yeah, it, a reaction's needed, isn't it? Um, and as you say, you know what has been a brilliant season, and let's not talk too much, about that now, because we're gonna pre-empt the end of season uh, pod review with with Kev. I should say, big
0: up Kev, big up Kev's mum.
1: Indeed, big up all the listeners, regular listeners, of which Kev Kev's, my understand, is a regular listener. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I would I would like to say reaction. I think you know I, what I would say is it doesn't you know put a damp light on the season, which has been a fantastic year. Whatever happens today. Unless we got to see it annihilated, that one may be the same oh, thing. Yeah. But I think whatever happens, you know, it will be a um, hopefully a celebration of Palace's fantastic um, season in what was a, a difficult one for us. Um, as you say, if there are a few injuries and things we might see a, a different uh, eleven, which again in itself will be interesting because we have had pretty steady team, haven't we, for some some period now?
0: Defensively, I think.
1: Yeah, the back four's been pretty stable. I mean obviously, well, I saying that, Wards come in and Kleins come in and playing right and left back combo, haven't they as well? So we've had a few changes there, but particularly centre backs, right, throughout the season. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the lineup is today. We are now, what are we now, ten to three, so in ten minutes time we'll know the lineup. Hopefully it's not too just disjointed and the Palace can go out and put a good performance in.
0: I wonder, Brian, if there's something around, you know, last game of the season, we, we saw it under Roy a couple of times around sort of youngsters getting a game. And I think of Jesmy Raksaki and Adam Rola, obviously who played in the FA Cup, there might be an opportunity to give them sort of 10-15 minutes into the the game, depending on the result, obviously, and how the game is going. But it would be nice to see that. It's it's almost a bit of a tradition as well. And if they can, you know, give a good account of themselves for 10-15 minutes, it will be only just that that, that period of time. Then, you know, that sets them up quite nicely to get in the managers' plans pre-season and next season as well. And, you know, perhaps if Palace are thinking that we need to go out there and buy in a wing position, if, if Raksaki comes on today and plays a blinder for 10 minutes, he puts himself well and truly in the manager's thoughts for for that that transfer window and, and sorry I should say the sporting director's thoughts for the transfer window and perhaps we don't need to block his path into the team if, if he can do that. Um, wishful thinking I appreciate, but it would be nice, wouldn't it, to see some academy more academy players come through and and let's face it, that's why we've the club has invested so much in the academy and something we will see uh, a bit more in in the coming years.
1: Yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice nice too. Um
0: you said that Roy Did we actually see that At the end of the season games I don't remember that Luke Dreyer Didn't he He got 10 minutes I think Oh okay um, Like a little
1: sort of cameo and
0: sort of, He, he yeah. did that a couple of times I think in, in the of his, of his period Of his tenure When we were safe he, he did give a couple of youngsters Sort of 10 or 15 minutes At the end Is there
1: anyone who's going to be Maybe tense to play Their last game today I know um, uh, Guy has rumoured to be On his way in the summer Whether he'll play or not I don't know
0: I'm trying to think out of contract players because the rumours are that Junior Max signed Sorry, yeah. signed already. You know the rumours are that Shuppy is is sort of might be out of contract. I think as well, but whether check, of check obviously you know. But again, strong rumours are that he's he's already done it. Um I don't know. Last season we were talking about thirteen, fourteen players out of, out of contract. So we certainly haven't got that again. So not major surgery needed in the summer, but.
1: Might be some people like Martin Kelly I would have thought about that contract. Possibly. Do something two year deal when Roy was here, I think. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Um, but, but what's more important is, is, I guess, is the players that will be next year going into the yeah. last start deal. So, Wilfred Zahar, Christian Benteke. These are players that, obviously, we'll talk about this more detail in the next pod, but players that Palace need to make a decision on. You know, Do you cash in now, yeah. or do you let them go for nothing next season? When it, when it comes to, especially Benteke, you've got to think, well, there's absolutely no reason why they would let him go for nothing and why would they sign him a new deal last season so you know Christian Benteke perhaps we might see him saying farewell and obviously we always have the lap of honour at the end of the the game you might see a few players giving the waves goodbye and that might be telling we will see we will see so we're back with you for part two which will be a post uh, post post-match reaction
1: and as I say stay tuned in the uh, coming days and um, hopefully in the week or so for a uh, end of season pod review with the special man, the main man, Kev.
0: Big
1: up, Kev. Hello, and welcome back to the Six Pointed Podcast. Pretty much immediate post match reaction to Crystal Palace's 1 0 victory at home to Man United this afternoon. I say pretty much because it's taken us uh, the time to leave the ground, walk to Noor Junction, and get the train to Penge West.
0: And get a pint of Guinness in the Bridgehouse Tavern. Efficient mate, efficient use of our time here to get to the beer as soon as possible. The last time this season, so yeah, gotta to, got to enjoy it. It is, yeah. Yeah, and look, signed off with a victory. It was, it was it was uh, you know, a, a wolf to a high effort, I think, what was it, five no. minutes before half time. Um, he did really well to, uh, to sort of screw the ball into the corner. I didn't think that De Gea was, was very well sighted on it. He didn't move? Yeah, well, I, I just I don't think he saw it, brother. I, I think he was expecting, given the way Zahar carried the ball across the, the box, for it to, to go the other side. So when it, it probably wrong footed him when it went the other way. Um, and then, look, the, I mean, second half, <laughs> I was telling you that I, I, it kind of felt like we were waiting for Man United to score because they were throwing everything forward and we weren't really um, giving much back in uh, the other way, were we? They did throw it forward, but I must admit,
1: I never really felt that they were going to score. I can't think of any clear-cut chances. There was the one when to uh, punched over the bar. although well, that might have already been offside or a foul given by that point. It was Cavani's
0: um, shot, wasn't it? I think that was offside. and That was in that well, the first half. Yeah, that was the first half. I think mean, there's right.
1: one in the second half at the other end, though, if I, if I remember rightly. Um, I don't remember us really being tested, though. And Every time they pushed forward, I said to you, didn't I, it leaves... Space open the back for us, yeah. and actually we should have finished it off. Edwards should have squared it to Gallagher. Uh, with a, well, injury time was it, or just 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 before the ninety? So, yeah. Yeah, look positive to finish on a victory against a top, are they six seven side? I think, I think or, they finished six, so they qualify for Europa League. Yeah. So look, you know, not not a bad result at all. Didn't really
0: even feel in doubt. But um, nice to sign off of a win. Interesting we were saying pre-match about Raksaki maybe getting 10 or 15 minutes and he ended up getting, what, uh, 70 That's minutes? 70, 75, 70, yeah. 75 minutes or so. Did um, my first half, didn't they? he? He did okay. I think there was a few Palace players that were guilty of um, a poor final ball today. I think Mitchell, especially in the first half, got caught out quite a lot of his, with his, his passing. Uh, Anderson, as well, he he had a number of uh, passes that went astray. Rakzaki seemed to do quite well, but then again, the final sort of pass or or effort sort of seemed to um, elude him. Edward, I think the same, you know, he, he carried the ball at times very well, good feet, but then. It came to nothing. Um, but look, I mean, we're nitpicking here really because it, yeah. it, it, it was, it was a, a, a decent performance against, you know, not a great Man United side, but certainly um, on paper that's a Man United side that should be beating Crystal Palace.
1: Yeah, and, and I thought we, um, we picked up well from what would have been a shock to them all to throw three goals away in the second half midweek against Everton. And let's not forget that was Wednesday.
0: Thursday.
1: Thursday. That was Thursday. Let's not forget it was Thursday. It's not. For, I don't know what day of the week it is. Today, Sunday. So you know, a couple of days of recovery and preparations, so and not not a lot of time between games. And um, you know, after you've had a full season as well, and a lot of those that play today actually have been pretty consistent in the teaming season, haven't they? So yeah, nice nice to finish off with a win. Must admit, we didn't we didn't stay for that appreciation? That would have been nice to do so. However, the Guinness and the Pod were calling
0: yeah I think we need to talk about sort of the, the, the game in the sense that you know we started a four at the back with obviously Wardy coming in for the injured Marguerite um we did switch to a five or three at the back whichever way you, you, you look at it with um check coming on um and slotting into uh, sort of the back three with um was it Kleiny and Mitchell playing his wing backs yeah. such there. interesting reception there for Czech, wasn't it given all his, his, his sort of Instagram um, support for his, his, his compatriot there in, in the week um, you know we did hear a sort of a, a scatter of boos as he came on and a couple of times we touched the ball which I guess is to be expected I guess from, from Palace who have got you know Palace are proud and are known to be in a very sort of um, well uh, what's the word I'm looking for very brief? diverse diverse yeah. diverse support group um, and, uh, inclusive I guess support group as well so yeah um, it'd be interesting to see how his um, contracts extension if it is true that he's uh, is, is is received
1: yeah like that, that we said there might be a few um you know, changes in personnel over the summer. Um, we don't quite know the ins and outs of what has happened. But you know, Jimmy Mack got um, got a run today, didn't yep. he? As well, surprised Luca didn't get on. I thought they might bring him on because again, the rumours are he's moving on summer. But uh, yeah, it's all rumours, right? Who, who knows? So look, uh, we will be back with you for the end of season pod. Um, uh, don't forget uh, in between now and then because that'll be pretty soon hopefully in the next few weeks anyway.
0: hopefully in the next week or two yeah. yeah, we can do that
1: so in between now and then don't forget our six pointer podcast Danish on Instagram French. and Twitter and for Danish fans
0: yeah I'll be heading out to um, SBRS is it Jarabat the last game of the season uh, next Saturday unfortunately SBRS t- fate is already uh, sealed with relegation to the Danish third tier so it'll be interesting to see how many, um, how many fans are there I know that the club has been given out a number of tickets through um, a number of places throughout the city centre. So, a plea, obviously, for want to, to get down and support the team. Um, you know, a win today against away at Holbro, 2 uh, 1, so uh, a little bit too little, too late, as it were. But um, it will be an interesting season next season, interesting summer festivals as well. And um, obviously, we'll have Jan and Anders on the pod, hopefully. Next week, so we'll be able to dive, delve into uh, what exactly that means for, for the club and the city. Um, so stay tuned for that. Indeed. At Six Points
1: of Podcast, Instagram, on Twitter, as always. Uh, and look out for those pod and also the end of season pod with the man, Kevin. The ledge, the Kevin. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Thanks for your messages. Uh, we do appreciate
0: it. And um, we'll catch you soon. Can I just say, big up to Clive, Martin, um, who, was it? who else was it, Sam, and all, everyone else got touch today. Appreciate you um, your messages uh, and your support and listening to the pod. They were hyped to know that there was a pod coming afterwards. So I uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the shout-out boys. Enjoy that. <coughs> and I hope the pod uh, fulfilled the expectations, expectations
1: as well. Right, as always,
0: up, up the, the palace. palace. The Six Pointer Podcast.